But first, I wanted to start today with a letter that I just uncovered that I think will be very interesting to you. So I'm going to read this letter to you. It's from New United Nations HQ, Consumer Enforcement Division. It's to Winston Smith, and it is dated the 17th of February, 2025. The subject of this letter is Revocation of Commercial Interaction License, and it reads, Dear Consumer, Our Biometric Detection Division has confirmed that you participated in the protests at last month's coronation of Hillary Clinton as Supreme Leader of the United States for Life. Your case was reviewed by our enforcement personnel, and you were found guilty of unlawful dissent. As a result, all of your financial accounts have been closed, your carbon credit allowance has been frozen, and your consumer participation chip has been deactivated. You have been downgraded from consumer to laborer. As such, you may proceed to the nearest Federal Emergency Management Agency labor camp to receive your work assignment. You will be provided a space in the dormitory and free meal. Go try it out. Try it out. Out. Putin! Putin! Oh, you heard that? I'm curious if it's going to pick up our voices. Where? On this recording right now. Stay woke. Stay woke. <laughs> Stay woke. As though. All right, I'm recording, so let's see here. Yeah. Thanks, Obama. April 5th, 2023. This is your Good Time Culture Podcast. I am OG Mutt Dog, and on the other mic, you'll find Hollywood. And this show is recorded in the little small town that we call the Mighty Mighty OX, otherwise known as Oxnard. And you find that dang smack center in the state of California, y'all. And together, we are your ancient astronaut theorists of record. And please do not forget that everything, and I mean everything that we speak about on this show, is protected opinion. All right, Hollywood, let's go. All right, all glory to God. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. It's a Wednesday hump day. Yes. This is Good Times Culture Podcast, where nonsense meets reality. Uh, every week we kind of break down the news and culture that's going on around us and uh, the degeneracy that's going on around us. Um, this is a home for the uh, the rebels, the outlaws, the trolls. Uh, who else? Uh, I don't know. People that uh, want to actually try to speak their minds. This is a show for you. So we're going to try to do that with love in our hearts over here. <laughs> I know the last episode didn't really sound like I had a lot of love in my heart for that uh, that Tennessee shooter uh, person, but um, sometimes uh, you got to be hard on uh, the kids these days, you know. I, I it's kind of difficult to extend love. I mean, it's not love. It's not we're not extending, anyways. Yeah, I mean, you, you gotta you gotta always kind of frame it. You know, you brought it up uh, when you came over here. You kind of have to frame a lot of this in 
the idea that this is a spiritual war. There is good and evil here. And, um, you know, we probably, uh, I don't know if everybody does, but, um, you know, we are all sinners. So maybe we all got a little bit in us. We just have to, uh, what do you think about that? Do you think we all got a little evil in us? Is that the sin? I believe uh, that the evil is that possibility. We believe that we can actually battle this Mm. and that we don't, and the, the good book says that it's, we have to pray to God and rely on to God to battle this because these are his Mm -hmm. battles, not ours. Mm. And there's so many people so pompous to believe that they can challenge people. Like even the Bible tells you not to challenge Satan. Even Michael told him, you know, may the Lord, you know, rebuke you, but didn't pass judgment because that's God's job. And now you have guys like people saying that they can defeat Satan. So I I believe that that's the true issues that they're all trying to still, they're trying to, uh, how they say, uh, elevate themselves above God. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So interesting, right? I I. I thought about that rebuke you thing. That's a yeah, well, that, that DMX there. Man thinks that, we're, oh, yeah. If, no, if we obey God and do his statuses and do what he tells us to do, yeah, we're, he's going to help us. But it's his war. It's his will. Mm-hmm. As the old prayer says, your will on earth as it is in heaven. It's his will. You know, there's... Uh... I, I did uh, come up with a pretty awesome name. I can't be the first one to think of this, but I want to hence deem us the spicy Christians over here. So we, uh, we, you know, you I, might, you might get offended or uncomfortable with some of the subjects we're going to talk about today. So it I, might happen. I, I think that might be instead of the good kind culture nation. I think we might just call them the, the spicy Christians. <laughs> that might be the group. The group that uh, yeah that'd be the crew that'd be the crew now, man. It's it's to me one of the most fascinating kind of I don't know if I'm saying it right theological type type of thoughts when it comes to Jesus in the Bible. When we've we've had many discussions about this, is uh, the you know it, it says don't be lukewarm, but yet you know it it very much feels like the church you know. I'm, I'm being very general right here because there's lots of good churches out there, but the church in general is not going to confront uh, people as much as they need to. But maybe I'm, you know, I'm sitting in California, so churches here might be a lot different than churches, say, in Mississippi or, you know, uh, uh, you know, think, down in the south because they, they get pretty serious down there. I think so. Maybe I don't know. The media and the people who program all these uh, media companies, you know, they want they're they're promoting a uh what do you call it a a a cult that cult that calls themselves Christians you know and so they're getting all the attention and we're now saying well but at the same time there has been you know large churches that have you know um changed you know you have the presbyterian church you've had the lutherans that no longer believe in that the bible's absolute truth you know, you have a lot of churches now that, you know, not a lot, but again. The Lutherans believe that? Oh, there's certain divisions that they say that the scripture, because mm. they the audacity to believe that the word has been interpreted so many times that it's 
um, that it's been, um, uh, what's that called? Yeah, um, the translation. Yeah, that lost it's been in translation. Changed, but people forget that the scripture clearly says that the the earth would pass away, the heavens will pass away, but my word will never pass away. The problem is that the the core. The core secret or the core part of the Bible, people just don't understand. And that's why they can't erase the Bible, because they don't know what to cut. Because it's only going to be revealed to those who believe, or to whoever mm-hmm. God chooses to reveal to See, I, the I, truth. I think that's probably a good way to look at it, too. Uh, you've helped me a lot with this. But, you know, when you're hard on someone for sinning, and it sounds like, you know... You know, it comes across as, you know, maybe hate or, you know, it's it's obviously not that. But when it comes across as that, you know, you just have to, you know, always give that person a little bit of redemption. You know, the ability to to come back and then. That's the whole. Like you always say, too, that, you know, God knows what's in your heart. So if everybody's and that's probably what's going to happen. Everybody says that you're this, that and the other thing. But. You know, as long as you're true to yourself and God, then, you know, he's the one that's going to judge you in the end anyway. But but the truth is, is it our truth or his truth? See, that's the issue. Mm. People can... Yeah, no, the world's people, truth ain't, ain't th- the truth. That's the thing, though, because there's people that will say, well, then I'm fine because this is how I believe, and then I'm cool with God. No, 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 no. See, we're not supposed to make God align with us. We're supposed to align with God. He's the shaper, not us. That's the issue. Yeah. See, that's the problem with most of us is that that's interesting. Yeah, we, it's we we yeah we try to make we, it fit into our culture and our timeline, right? That's our, what the our, Lord, uh, yeah. That's what the Lord said to the Pharisees when He talked to them about the Sabbath and all this. He goes, "Man, you guys are you guys are twisting the scriptures to fit your ideologies, your thing, your excuse me, mm-hmm. your traditions." That's what He would say. So yeah, save your voice. Uh, <laughs> Um, let's see. Uh, so Trump got indicted. So in, uh, Good time nation. in memory of, uh, Trump, uh, we have, uh, a kind of a new, uh, comer here. I've never heard uh-oh, of the guy. Uh-oh. It's called playboy, the beast. I think every, uh, he's must be another, uh, another I guy. Guess. Cause it's good music, but on YouTube, he's got no subscribers. So he must be on other, uh, platforms but uh anyways called uh, stand by stand back and stand by uh i don't think you're not you're not a proud boy are you am i a proud boy no bro i'm a i'm a christian dude i'm a follower of the lord i'm a follower of the lord bro okay no other man okay the lord's my leader Stand back and stand by, but I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, somebody's got to do something about Antifa and the left, because this is not a right-wing problem, this is a left-wing problem, this is a left-wing problem. They stole the election, right in front of our eyes, so how y'all claiming to be woke, but yet you fall for their lies, I think it's time to rise, do or die, you gotta choose sides, I'm a patriot, that means I swallow blood before my pride, why don't play about my freedom and the troops that have died, for this beloved country, why you was all comfy inside? They would never tread on me, that's why my boots always tied These stars and stripes, my gang colors, and I'm ready to rock Cause if you don't stand up for something, you will fall for anything Y'all some puppets, they the puppet masters pulling your strings The Biden's got ties to China, and that can't be denied Emails and hard drives, they sold us out, this shit is a crime But you won't hear a thing about it on your mainstream news It's only fuck Donald Trump 
Trump with your Sounds like that one guy. What's the name of that one rapper that that uh, that came out with Buck Biden? Oh yeah, Burden. Burden sounds like Burden. Yeah. I don't know if they've ever. Uh, I noticed these guys. There's three or four of them. Of these, uh, and I think they're kind of just uh, out uh, proud boys, and uh, they kind of all stick together. And I noticed. Uh, did you notice that too? That like Topher and uh, Marine. There's like three or four of those guys that stick together, you know. And then they like a crew. It's kind of crew, like yeah. Crew. It's, it's kind of interesting. Like the Good Time Culture Podcast crew. There you go. That's right. The uh, Culture Jammers. <laughs> <laughs> I still like what was it called? The Spicy Christians. Spicy Christians. We got to come up with something better than Christians. I think Spicy Christians. Uh, Mm. Or we could say spicy Ooh. Christians. Spicy disciples. Uh-huh. Disciples of who? Christ? Oh, pfft. What? That's why I say disciples of Christ. Ooh. Refuse to be that dude, you gotta show me the proof. Cause I'm not seeking popularity, I'm seeking the truth. That's rare. I'm locked and loaded, ready for a civil war. Don't try to tread on me or threaten me, cause I will brawl. United we stand, divided we fall. But half of y'all have got it fucked up if it's on, then it's on. We proud boys ready for a civil war. 70 million off civilians, y'all don't really want to brawl. United we stand, divided we fall. But happy y'all gon' get fucked up, we gon' rise. I think it's one of those, uh, one of those groups, these guys, where you, you kind of get in the mood. You're kind of in the, in the patriotic mood that you want to listen to this stuff. Did you hear that the, uh, the FBI did the same thing to the Proud Boys that they did to that Michigan kidnapping thing where... I think it was the number one and number two in the Proud Boys. So the number one and number two, number one and number three in the Proud Boys, or number two and number three in the Proud Boys was FBI informant, and the same thing happened with the uh, the Oath Keepers. Like their their you know upper you mean the people the, were like it's like oh man it's you mean the, the same guys that went and met at uh, Matt Taibbi at his house? You mean the same people that went to Mar a Lago? You mean the same people yeah, that raided guys. O'Keefe's house? Mm-hmm. You mean those people? Yep. Oh, yeah, I'm not surprised. <sighs> I know the, the list. That all the videos that we have now at uh, January 6th, I'm sorry, but all the video, now the evidence of who actually started everything? The holding, withholding video surveillance from the Rittenhouse trial until they had to submit it. Remember that? And up till then. And it was like, oh, you guys had uh, aerial footage of all this? Exactly. Up till then, <laughs> we didn't even know. That the de- and it makes and, and as soon as that gets revealed, it makes sense. Like, why wouldn't they have? Imagine right now, how quickly can the FBI get to a location that they think is about to pop off with a drone? I mean, we know that it's a, a, or it, a is, it is a division in our military because <laughs> I have friends whose kids are drone mechanics. They're drone yeah. mechanics. The FBI is like quick if there's a noose too. They're like right out there. Well, you saw how quickly they send those panic people, those gun activists to the to um, Tennessee, right? Where the shooting was at that school. Mm-hmm. You didn't see that that lady who happens to be in vacation and she was there, start talking smack about guns right at the at the at the. I kind of tuned out of that whole uh, news cycle after it happened, so I haven't and really then, caught then, all then, the. Then later on, it popped talking, out that yeah. that lady was has had photos. Visiting the White House, Nancy Pelosi next to her, and you're going, mm. wow, so this lady happens to be in a certain area with a vacation with her family and just needs to go there and rant about gun control. Mm. Mm-hmm. 
And we've heard about now there's this new lady. Oh, that's what I wrote down. I got, you've heard about the agitator? Let's go, let's go away from this. Uh, I had the Trump one, right? No. <clears throat> the Trump yeah, agitator? Yeah. Yeah, I did. I read that whole article about her. That's a very typical. Um, and how many of them are out there? The same. I was just going to say it's a very typical stereotype of the agitator, the organizer, and the agitator in these uh, protests. They said that we should say her name. It was Finnish or something like that. With was, Smith, something like that. But Ray Epps is another one that does the same. I mean, it looks like what's starting to to become a coincidence. There's that there's quite a few of them. We saw them when the videos for January 6th. Now that lady's starting to pop out. There's a lot of these agitators out there, man, that they're, they're, they're pushing an agenda. They're pushing well, the division. They're, they're We always, everybody has always questioned the black bloc Antifa types prior to COVID. Because prior to COVID, they were the only people during a protest or whatever that would come down with masks on. You know, they'd all be masked up. Um, they're using the same kind of techniques. They've been using those same techniques for a long time, but, uh, yeah, that, that article, if you want to read her name, you can, that article is fascinating. Oh, I don't know if you have it, but they basically talk about how, uh, it was a gateway pundit. That's okay. That's where I was reading it. She, she basically sets up photo ops so that she gets people to react and then, uh, takes photos of them you know, reacting to make them look bad. And another thing that they do, and this is all like on tape, people have broken this all down where they'll, uh, they'll basically have uh, a teacher's union uh, protest and they'll, they'll pick people that are going to be arrested on purpose. And then they'll actually have those people be photographed, you know, for, for whatever photo op so that it kind of has more, uh, impact. Uh, it kind of gets me to, um, my little treat that I have this week for everybody. If uh, you want to go into it real quick, what is it? Uh, I got a little podcast uh, breakdown uh, treat, and it goes into that um, outrage um, subject because I've noticed. I don't know if you've noticed it, but no agenda has been on that tip a lot. The last probably three episodes where they're very sensitive to outrage. You know, like be careful, don't get outraged at everything. Well, you know what I mean? Because that's kind of what it feels like we're doing. We're well, just like have, one outrage after another. Let me let me read this list off to you. Mm-hmm. Yes, California Governor Gavin Newsom is Nancy Pelosi's nephew. And yes, Adam Schiff's sister is married to George Soros' son. And yes, John Kerry's daughter is married to Mohala's son in Iran. And yes, Hillary's daughter, Chelsea, is married to George Soros' nephew. And if you had a hunch, the new system was somewhat rigged and you couldn't put your finger on it, this might help you solve the puzzle. ABC News executive producer Ian Cameron is married to Suzanne Rice, Obama's former national security advisor. CBS President David Rhodes is the brother of Ben Rhodes, Obama's deputy national security advisor for strategic communications. ABC News correspondent Claire Shipman is married to a former Obama White House press secretary, Jay Carney. ABC News and Univision reporter Matthew Jaffe is married to Katie Hogan's, Obama's former deputy press secretary, 
ABC's President Ben Sherwood is the brother of Obama's former special advisor, Elizabeth Sherwood. CNN President Virginia Mosley is married to former Hillary Clinton. You're supposed to be saving your voice. Clinton's Deputy Secretary to Tom Nudes. Dang, yeah. Trump has been right all along. Fake news. Yeah. It's like a big, big circle jerk uh, network of commies over there, huh? Dude, all intermarried. They're all mm-hmm. inbreeders, man. Well, I don't know. I mean, they probably are, but I think they're all into uh, the same uh, kink, if you know what I mean. It's and, funny uh, how they're, they're <laughs> all married to someone that's connected into something that can yeah. inject their whatever ideologies, whatever thinking. I mean, that's the circle these people are running in, in that same small circle. Amazing, huh? Mm-hmm. All right, brother. I'm sorry. Go for it. Tippy toe over here. Hollywood didn't have any tea ready here in the studio for old OG Mutt Dog, man. Any tea? Any tea for the old throat? Any honey and tea? This guy <laughs> had to take care of the talent. No. He's bad. I just I'm tell like, you, quit talking. <laughs> Stop talking. Then your podcast, voice will be fine. Podcast people, we're going to make a union. Hey. We're going to make a union against these guys. I'll, I get to uh, finally talk more than Mutt Dog over here. So, Although that's not working out so much so far. <laughs> But uh, back to the no agenda thing. Have you heard them talking about this outrage, the outrage culture? You know what it brought it up? What it was is they were talking about TikTok and how TikTok's uh, algorithm's different than the rest of our social media that just targets, just tries to outrage people, you know, like tries to get people to to get freaked out and outraged where Twitter, uh, TikTok puts people into little groups where they can basically be together and have fun together and not be outraged. I, I, I agree with you. That's why it's I, consuming I, us. This outrage I will not get on Twitter yeah. because it takes 10 minutes to my mood to change. It doesn't. It's it's YouTube. It's no, uh, news. Twitter, Twitter's that bad. You know, that uh, bad. Uh, network news was the OG outrage oh. guys, you know. So so CNN, anyway, dude, was the number one. Uh, I, uh, I picked out three uh, podcasts this week real quick to go through. Um, I would suggest them all to you guys. Uh, this first one, it gets into that. Uh, that's what I like about a lot of these conspiracy show type podcasts is they, they go on there as an interview to talk about one specific thing that they're really good, you know, done a lot of research in. This guy is talking about a kind of deception and hidden technologies and stuff. Uh, he's actually talking about hot air balloons and how they were uh, – how awesome they were, and they basically got nixed because of uh, the oil industry and the Rockefellers and all that stuff. Anyway, oh, but uh, I love these podcasts because they they'll always go on tangents, and you'll learn little things where you're like, "Man, that's a cool little uh, little little factoid." But uh, I like this guy's breakdown um, and how he explained outrage because it's got me to change my tune a little bit. You know. You have to be so. The difference is, is it's okay to be outraged. I, I think, correct me here, but you have to uh, hold it long enough. You know, kind of to have it actually have an effect instead of every day being outraged. But what it's do you like do with your outrage, though? See, that's that's well, like what we're doing right now. Well, this is you know? for me, but one thing that I I have a lifetime trying to deal with this, and it's also. How how you, you you how to deal with it you know and and mm-hmm. try to hush the voices around you that are trying to up you know because um, 
my kids or my wife can get me riled up really, really fast. A guy cutting me off on the road. And it's and it's been really difficult to to not be outraged about just mm-hmm. the simple things and 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 that's just the small things and you're right about the media and everything but this whole culture of being mad yeah and angry yeah. and I and I tell you one thing after I read the book of Ecclesiastics and it said about how short our life is and for us to be getting into these little arguments and fights and mm. being upset mm-hmm. and at the end when for what? We're only dust. We're not here for long. And we focus on these bad things for so long. Before we know it, we got all these illnesses and we die. For what? We yeah. enjoy nothing. So I've noticed that if I turn off all these things and just focus on God, meaning, so instead of getting mad, what I use it, I go into my room and I pray. I read the good book and I calm down. Yeah. And then... But- but I talked to my family. It's not really working though, like you're saying. <laughs> you know, you're still getting you're still getting outraged though, right? Well, but but now I I I approach it differently than I've done before, where mm. I'm not matching outrage for outrage. Now, in my learning, yes, but then because I've been working on it, it'll click in me and go, okay, no, 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 I got to think about this differently. Mm-hmm. What's really going on here? I I think family, not to get derailed on my uh, podcast breakdown, but I think it's a good, interesting subject. Family is almost different than say the world, the outside world. That Cause like real life. Yeah. Cause family is like, th- that's real stuff that does really affect you every day where the stuff in the world, you know, most of the time it doesn't really affect you, but it does. You do get outraged from stuff. Seems like, I don't know if everybody does. That. I don't think everybody does that. Well, the 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 world sim- has has some people been are topsy turvy. I think for all generations, if you talk to your folks, the stuff that been that <clears> was the the world was supposed to end so many times. I'm not saying that it won't, and it that doesn't mean that we shouldn't be vigilant. But instead of getting angry, where we don't know how we might react, it might end us in mm-hmm. jail or whatever. But to, like the good book says, you know, to get into the room and just pray. I think, I don't think, I believe that that there will be mightier than anything else you can do. Uh, he can well, change mountains. He so can change all ideas. I obviously agree with that. I just, you know, and who knows how much praying the, you know, the revolutionaries of our country were doing. I'm sure they're doing a lot, too. But man, you and I've talked about this since COVID started, you know, you want to talk about outrage. I mean, those guys freaked the F out and revolted against the British and took our country for us well, you know, so that we're was, living a- in now. So outrage has a purpose. It just has to be focused and like uh, with with love, with a an intent of love behind it. You know, at that well, at that point, what else can you do? You know, you, see, you that, have that, you have to speak your mind. But we need to be vigilant in the fact that our government is 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 how they say is going around the very foundation. If we believe in this country and what it stands for, which is the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, our government has been going around it because they know that if they go through Congress and they try and get the votes, they won't get it. 
No one will vote for their ridiculous stuff. When they try to do that new Green Deal, it failed. So instead of doing it that, now we have people... Like, again, I still don't understand how a district attorney... It got passed. Wait, wait, wait. (laughs) What I don't understand is how can a district attorney go into a job and say, okay, these 50% of the crimes, we're not going to prosecute them. You're like, wait a minute. Where... Your job is to uphold the laws that are in the books, not to write laws. That's why I understand how is the district attorney allowed to say, so that's what I mean. You got these people in there who are, who are sidestepping the, the checks and balances that we have and going with their own agendas, and no one is calling them out on that, brother man. No, because both sides have a reason for it to go, right? No one's stopping that. Hey, um, Are you rambling right now? No, no. What okay. I'm trying to say is that we have yeah, I don't think power you... that the checks and balance aren't. Because we were talking about outrage. That's what I'm still talking okay. about. But anyways. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, this is a really good podcast. It's, like I said, the higher side chats, they're always quality. Uh, give a listen here. I never cover it in the media, but a lot of workers on this planet are dealing with really unsafe working conditions to get us things we use every day. And we have selective outrage over the things that show up on our TV screen on the nightly news, and we ignore or are ignorant of everything else. Well, outrage is a very interesting emotion. It's the most powerful collective emotion that there is. It really is something that builds up over time. It accumulates. And if it's focused properly, it can really change things. Like, you should be outraged that dirigibles were stolen from you, right? If you could focus the public outrage, you could build it up enough, they would be forced to bring these things back or to change the economy. So the way that things are now, there's all of these events that act as sort of outrage heat sinks. Check this out. <laughs> that soak up outrage periodically and direct that store of resentment that is a very powerful emotion that <laughs> you know, applied resentment is something that can change history. And it has What do you think of that? Applied resentment, huh? <laughs> And what they do is they... Resentment to what? Uh, well, he's just talking about in general. Just Well, res- I, I agree with the resentment word, but the resentment to what or to who? Well, he's talking about in general movements where there's outrage and resentment that those actually can change the world, those things. you know, you, you, well, I, But you can't get sidetracked on these day-to-day heat sinks of rage that they're giving us over and over again that basically don't ever allow us to store up enough to actually know our enemy, our true enemy, you know. Well, I, I, I believe I. Well, one of the one of the things I might have been able to read about or see about people who may be not open minded or do not just to say, I don't want to believe in God at all. I down to it when you speak to them, whether it's they want to claim whatever it is that they're holding out, it's. The, the true core is that they do have a resentment to God mm, for something. I see where you're for going with something. this. Okay. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe 
uh, they're sick and they never got cured. And well, well, if I didn't get cured, then you can't get cured. Or I never found yeah. love. Or I didn't ever have a mom and dad. And so if I don't have a mom and dad, well, then no, I don't believe that anybody can have a mom and dad. You know, because that's the issue right now, right? Because what are people really dealing with? Is it a social status or a social perception, right? Because you're talking about, um, we know we, we've been talking about the, the Tesla car, right? How we, the batteries and how they're being mined and the, 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 just the human tragedy, tragedy that we have there with people. Anyways, but the Tesla makes you look like you got your life together. And that's an outwards appearance, right? So it gives you either a social status or a social perception. And that's all people care about. They don't care. Really yeah, you're, you're about, talking about virtue signaling. Yeah, but, but, but that is, again, that's what, why the people will tell you, I care about the environment, I care about people, but they're not going to give up their Tesla. Why? Because that's what it gives the perception to people. And their social no, they, status. they think they're saving the world, too. No. They, they do. Give a damn. Dude, if they, they believe it was true, then they wouldn't buy the car. So they, these poor kids in Africa don't have to mine for this stuff. No, they they have it completely. No, I, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't I think believe, any of them feel no, guilty for it. They, I, actually, I, they actually pat themselves on the back for like their battery-powered it, car. It, it's like that hunger game. It's that they don't give a dang about if you're starving. They get to eat. And they have that, they get to put that whole perception out or whatever that they have this status, whether it's not true or not. Yeah, you're supposed to be, this is what they're talking about too, you're supposed to be outraged at the gasoline cars, but not be outraged at the child <laughs> labor that gets yeah. you your yeah, yeah, battery don't, don't, powered car. Don't look at these poor, have you, did you see that one video where <sighs> I tried to gather together where this mine was collapsing on the side of the mountain and you see these poor miners Bro, they look like rabbits jumping out of holes, and this other guy's out there digging the hole while the dirt is start is starting to cover the hole, and other miners are digging it so other guys can come out, and it looks like a clown car, like like fifteen people coming out of these this mine, yeah. bro. It's heartbreaking, and these people because let's keep going, let's keep uh, going, let's keep moving, buddy. Uh, so the next show, which uh, I think you'll find awesome. Uh, we're a big No Agenda fans over here, um, Adam Curry and John C. Dvorak. But uh, Adam Curry went on uh, the TFTC podcast, which is kind of like a Bitcoin uh, kind of type podcast. But they talk a lot about like, uh, you know, the dollar and all that kind of stuff. Super cool uh, two and a half hour one on one convo with Adam Curry and like just going off on uh crypto stuff, uh, banking stuff. It was really a, a super fascinating conversation. Uh, like I said, TFTC, uh, look that one up. That's a really good one. I have a little uh, clip here. See if I got it right. Uh, Adam's on this, uh, this angle, which I find awesome. It, it helps me kind of, I get a lot of like this last week, I would listen to my show uh, that we did our show that we did last week. And I was like, man, you know, this, this whole trans debate, uh, I wish we could, we could try to find a way to, um, unite us instead of continually dividing us with, it seems like everything is dividing us. And, uh, Adam 
Curry, you know, once again, seems like he breaks down. Um, he's a media assassin and breaks down the, you know, what they're, the narrative and what they're telling us and gives us some so, insight. It's pretty good. Um, on Twitter, Adam Curry put out a tweet that this Budweiser thing was a hoax mm-hmm. and that AI was the one who generated this whole mm-hmm. campaign with Bud Light and this transgender He talks person. about it, yeah. And he said that, that, so, but then it came out that Budweiser came out, yeah, we did actually make a deal with this guy and Nike and all. Do you think that's all true? That's what Adam Curry said that it wasn't true that it was AI. Oh no, it's a hundred percent true. It was. Uh, but he said it wasn't. No, it, no, he's wrong. There was a crowd-funded Twitter. Uh, what do you call it? Twitter poll or whatever. And he basically won the Twitter contest for Budweiser. Budweiser put out something saying, "Hey, you know, uh, you know, the hashtag. Put this hashtag in your whatever, and whoever gets the most will be our spokesman for I don't know how long it is, summertime or whatever." And he won. He got he got the most. Uh, votes and that's that's why Budweiser put them on allegedly I don't know if that's what they're going with which would be a great uh, cover story to go with that it's, it's, well <laughs> I don't know I didn't I didn't obviously look it up enough to like double check that but I I don't consume beer so it doesn't really matter to me I'm gonna be walking by their item like I do all the time and yes as it is to us I mean but this is the I, get it's, woke it's, go it's broke the, thing but it's the official Joe all, Rogan over and beer. Over again. I mean Joe Rogan um Shane McKay, Shane Shane Gillis will be there. All they'll drink is Bud Light, Bud Light, Bud Light, Bud Light, Bud Light. Yeah. So I we'll mean, I don't if, know. We'll see if that continues. Uh-oh. Here is uh, Adam Curry on the TFTC podcast discussing uh, a very unique um, angle on trans. Uh, I don't know what you want to call them. I call them uh, trannies, but I think that's a bad way to say. So and make a stand, which is. Those things get really weird. There's a bigger agenda here, though. There's a bigger agenda. And it's connected to mRNA and COVID and all this. It's transhumanism. The idea is because, you know, you notice that, you know, there is real body uh, dysmorphia and dysphoria. There are people um, who feel like their leg does not belong. They should. And they wind up actually amputating their leg because it feels wrong. And and psychologists, no one can figure out what's wrong with them, but they're deeply unhappy until that amputation takes place. And this is a real thing. You don't see any, they're not invited to the White House. No. <laughs> you know, it's, and, they're, and this is done specifically with kids, which is a very tough one. You know, save the children, think of the children. You know, a, any parent, you know, <laughs> you think about, oh, my kid, mm-hmm. there's something wrong with my kid, and here's the answer. And, you know, the scientists are telling me, this is about the new religion of science. This is about being able... MIC, not the military industrial complex, the the medical industrial complex, mm-hmm. big pharma. They want to morph you with technology. They want to make you whatever you know. They want to be able to for you to believe that their systems can fix you in any mm-hmm. in any state that you're and in. And not God. Um, and you know the the mood rings, the the Apple Watch is all a part of it. Mm-hmm. All a, you're integrating with technology. Your phone, basically. You know what does Elon Musk say? Oh, that's a really shitty interface, man. We got to have the Neuralink jack you right in. That's really what they want. Um, even though COVID um, mRNA vaccines didn't technically change your DNA, it put in messenger RNA that told your DNA what to do. So it's all about them saying, you know. 
our science is we can fix you. We can do whatever. We can make yep. you whatever you want yep. to be. You want to oh. be a hawk? We can make you a hawk. Yep. You know what? Yep. All this oh. stuff. And it's a very, very long game. Powerful, huh? it's, and it's been going no, no, on no, for no. a long and, time. And it's true what he's saying, right? I mean, we're the new gods, so true. right? Oh, dear God. Yep. If there was a God. Would he, have, would, would he have let you feel like you were an eagle? Trust the science. No, 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 no. See, we're going to fix this stuff, okay? It's science. But I got to admit, dude, I mean, today, brother, for the first time in my life, mm-hmm. I try a VR headset. <laughs> and I played Duck Hunt. Oh, nice. Old Duck Hunt. Bro. I don't, it's fun. It was fun. I even got scared. Your heart rate goes up. You know, the, the, the crocodile came up and bit me. And I'm like, ah! And it's, and it's all, but your mind, my son was telling me, he goes, Dad, like your whole mind is there. And it's true. It's like a movie. Like every movie you ever saw, like um, you're in the game. You look up, it's the sky, it's the game, the background is the game. It's, it, it's, and you take them off and you're in your living room. It is interesting. It's like weird to think that you're playing that game and when you take them off, you're like, oh, shoot, I'm in my living room. Yeah, your brain forgets. Dude, it is yeah. mind-boggling. It's like you the, can be lost in there for hours. I think uh, like Elon was saying there that, you know, the interfaces that we, the humans deal with right now are still real clunky and kind of, you know, that they, you lose that immersion. But like, if you could just have glasses on all day and walk around and like. My son got together with his buddies at a golf course doing VR, all with their own, whatever cartoon image of themselves. Mm-hmm. And they're playing around the golf, like regular dudes hanging out, going to a round of golf. Mm, sounds awful. But it's kind of like the same thing. I know you what you're did. saying. It's kind of cool, but it sounds so no, but bad. But it's the same thing you used to do that <sighs> play play games online and you would play with groups of guys. Yeah, and I I totally feel terrible and wish I wouldn't have done that. It was a complete waste of my like the best years of my life and probably, I, you and know. It's interesting that you say that cuz I brought I find that, that up to my out son later. I go, "Son, but what I'm afraid is that's how you're going to experience life." I mean, it's different trying to go out to the golf course and actually trying to get that ball to go straight. It's quite a, it's quite a, guys quit playing golf just because they can't get the ball to go straight. Mm-hmm. And I go, but that's, that's part of being yeah. human. It's really, it's a fascinating thing though, because how many generations from your son of this will that just be normal? Like go, a face to face interaction could quickly become the abnormal Hollywood I interaction. Went from Pong, How quickly? Pong, Ooh, scary. To Atari twenty six hundred, ColecoVision, Nintendo's, all that kind of stuff. To now, everything you and I used to dream about video games, or used to play around. You watch movies that like Tron. You're in the game. You're literally in the game with these things. It's interesting. Not literally. Sorry, not literally, but. Your mind thinks you're literally in the games. Dude, that crocodile came up to me to the bottom of me and bit me. Dude, I even got, like, my heart rate went up. Interesting, huh? Mm-hmm. You need to buy some Bitcoin, though. That'll get your heart rate going, too, buddy. My last, uh, oh, speaking of Bitcoin, that uh, if you want to know about podcasting 2.0 or anything like that, uh, like I said, that that TFTC podcast is great for that. Next one up is Corbett Report. Uh, I think some people are familiar with that. If it's like dude's an OG, he broke down the 9-11 stuff, you know, 
10 years ago. I think he put the video out. Uh, but, um, he goes into something that to me is really concerning that I think we should follow, try to follow and keep an eye on because I have never heard of it up until this point. And it's called uh, you may have heard of it, operation choke point. And it started with Obama. It's, it's basically, I'll kind of nutshell it, but it's basically the IRS using, uh, the IRS using the FDIC process, like the federal, the insured part to, uh, cut off people from their banks. And this is started in 2013 and it's been continuing. And what we saw in Canada last year was like basically the test that was their, they've been working since 2013 to this point to be able to, uh, take care of any, um, anybody that they don't like (laughs) anything that they don't like, they take care of it right at the bank choke point where you have to actually get your money through or, you know, back and forth. And that's exactly what they did with the Canadian truck protests is they cut them off from uh, their finances by forcing the banks to do that too. And again, the government bypassed their, their, what they call their charters, ignored their citizens' rights to implement those programs and they're against their laws. Yeah. They have charters just like we have our constitutional rights and the bypass, just like our administration by they bypassed it. That's why they went to the FBI went to Twitter or, and they went to all the other media platform because they couldn't spy on us. It's against the law, but who can Twitter can. Yep. Let me see if I got it right here. I might have to fast forward a couple of your SunTrust deposit accounts, safe deposit. Okay, so he's breaking down uh, the first company that uh, got all their services shut down. What I what I found the most the succinct part was where he kind of gets into the FDIC and the mechanism that they use to uh, basically tell the banks. It's kind of like, hey, you want your FDIC, uh, you, you want your bank deposits. Uh, insured, insured yeah. then you have to do this. You have to cut this guy off because he's he. This is sketchy business that he's doing, and uh, but they were, it, but it, it doesn't. And but, and when they went, and they said literally like, well, what are we doing? They had nothing, you know. So it's just literally an arbitrary, uh, you know, flip of the switch type of thing. Yeah, I'm gonna keep going. You can uh, stop this and credit cards by October 6th of 2014. If you do not close these accounts by this date, we will need to close them for you and either hold the proceeds until we hear from you or mail you a check for any collected balance, blah, 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 etc., etc. Yes, this is an actual letter that was really sent out from SunTrust Bank to one of their clients, Speedy Cash of Savannah Inc. in 2014 to close their account. But why, you say? Well, actually, that's a funny story. And by funny, I mean horrifying. (laughs) Namely, the Department of Justice's Operation Choke Point. If you are unfamiliar with Operation Choke Point, I highly suggest you become familiar with that little operation that was perpetrated by the DOJ under Obama. It started uh, as an idea in 2011. It was uh, first revealed to the public in 2013, and it was shut down for good in August of 2017. So nothing to worry about, guys. It's just this completely illegal, totally unconstitutional scheme whereby the DOJ used the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, which is an 
independent agency of the U.S. government, guys. Don't worry about it. It's totally independent. It's just that the DOJ used the FDIC and its supervisory role over banks like SunTrust and many, many, many others, all of the banks that participate in the FDIC uh, uh, scheme to ensure your savings. Well, they have a supervisory role over those banks. So the DOJ leaned on the FDIC to lean on the banks to pressure them to close the accounts of businesses, completely legal, law-abiding businesses that they didn't like. But, but why do they? But why do they allow? But why do the banks do this? What do you mean? Yeah, there's a reason why the bank does it. I'm asking you this question because you know I have a clip that talks about the Canadian bank, and we want to know why the banks do the bidding because when they make bad decisions, it bails them out. <laughs> yeah. Can I play that? Or is that too long? <laughs> Go ahead. Nice. Yeah. How convenient. I just want to make sure I, I, I fully understand the loss and who's on the hook for the loss. So the Bank of Canada has an obligation to pay in interest payments uh, money to the large financial institutions that have accounts at the Bank of Canada. It's Listen now paying more in interest than it's receiving from the government of Canada for the for the rate of the bond itself. Ding, 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 ding. And what you've told the committee is that, barring any legislative change, which is hypothetical, in in real terms, that loss has to be covered, basically by the taxpayers. Is that is that correct? Um, so, we do need. What happened? Uh, but today you can't, to right? To fill in the deficit, yes. Today, back to profitability. So provided we can use those profits in some way to... Uh, but today you can't, to right? To fill in the deficit, yes. Today, we need a solution to allow us okay. to do that. That is correct. I just want to make sure I, I, I fully... So do you understand that? So they invest money and they... It, the bond obviously just want to make sure. aren't paying as tall. And I got it. And the, the, the shortfalls that they now owe because, you know, mm-hmm. the taxpayers still paying for it. So it doesn't make any sense. So no matter what, they're, the, these large institutions that invest mm-hmm. in this bank, they're going to get their, man, so, their money no matter what. Yeah, let's, let's crystallize this. So they, uh, they did the exact same thing with Twitter. Ah. Exact same thing. Yep. And what they do is they go... And I, I guarantee you they did this exact same thing. They go, oh, these guys are, like, sketchy. They could be Russian, could be Russian money. Say that. And, uh, that. You, know, uh, you know, we highly advise you to uh, limit their, uh, exp- you know, like, limit your bank exposure. So they don't tell you to what, do what, it, but they highly advise you. What has come down, what has come down that about, what, two months prior to the Biden laptop come out, that that's what the FBI was telling them, that – the Russian information uh-huh. that this, yep. they were going to go against Biden. They knew that they were going to either leak this out or it was going to come out. Yep. But it's kind of interesting how they were court. How do you say they were, they were changing the narrative. They were setting the narrative. Thank you guys for uh, sitting through my, uh, it was supposed to only be a 15 minute uh, podcast review, but we did make it through. Hey, real quick. Stop that. Oh, oh, OBDM, you did a good job. <laughs> Dang, nugget. That's a show that I like because Hollywood has been 
That show's been on for 20 years. It's called Our Big Dumb Mouth. Um, and <laughs> I became a fan of the show. And this last April Fool's, dude, they said they were going to quit. I kind of think that Mike, he's called um, Midnight Mike. He's kind of a little sponge sometimes. So I thought, oh, yeah, of course he quit. They all said they were going to quit. I even unsubscribed to the show because I was so mad. Outrage. Outrage. And so I went on YouTube and saw the comments and Magic Midnight Mike came out and said, yeah, it's April Fool's. I'm like, oh. Shout outs to OBDM, man. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, we, if, if anything, uh, our big dumb mouth, uh, no agenda, and maybe a little bit of Rogan is kind of how I, I kind of see our show, you know, obviously, uh, those guys are all like top of the game, but, uh, I love, uh, our big dumb mouth. It's a, it's a great show. They've been, I think they've got a really good stride going, uh, with the three of them now. Yeah. It seems like they got good segments. They each got, you know, maybe a half hour each. They'll kind of, uh, do their thing. And then they let the other guy kind of do their thing. I noticed they have a weird format where they won't talk a lot in the segment. Like they'll let the person just go. And then, you know, they'll put in every once in a while, little things, but I've noticed that with, um, midnight Mike and Joe, Joe won't, he'll almost leave the, the computer. (laughs) Mike's doing his aliens or uh, Bigfoot stuff, but they'll, they kind of let him just go. They'll do a little bit of interaction, but they don't. We do. We do a lot more kind yeah, of discussion and, and opinion on the show. And I, I'm I'm more like Gretchen, and 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 Hollywood's more like like Joe. <laughs> like I said, Joe's awesome, man. <laughs> I, I would go gay for Joe. <laughs> I would. Uh, so, dudes, I wish I had a celebratory music going on. Uh, the top G, Andrew Tate, is out. Great. Uh, I thought this was a pretty cool little breakdown. This is, have you seen this David Goggins guy on YouTube? I have no idea. He's like the guy that uh, basically goes out in the middle of the uh, forest and lives for, you know, like a couple days. Oh, okay. But, uh, yeah, Andrew Andrew Tate made it out. It was kind of interesting. He came out of the prison uh, wherever they were at there, and uh, they asked him what he was doing. You know, the last four yeah, months. 7,700-something push-ups. You saw that? Yeah. I, I'm doing push-ups and reading the Quran is what he said. Yeah, we should have been reading the Bible. Yeah. I mean, I agree, but, uh, you know, we're not uh, we're not all there. So. Well, he says he's taking on Satan, so good luck to him. Where David Goggins actually explained what he likes about Andrew Tate. And I find it very interesting. You probably do, too. So, yeah, leave a like on the video. Subscribe with notifications for the latest updates on the Tate. Yeah, check out this clip. Andrew Tate. And I always wondered what would David Goggins say about Andrew Tate. It's funny, man. I got asked this question at a uh, speaking gig. And unlike Dan Crenshaw, I'm not going to run my mouth about something I don't even fucking know about. Right. There's a lot so of cuss words here, I guys. I don't get know ready. Andrew Tate, but I do time. know this, man. I do know this. A lot of people like what he's saying, and a lot of people hate what he's saying. Yeah. And that's what I like about it. <laughs> that's what I like about it. I like that this motherfucker right here, he ain't doing the Navy SEAL shit. Oh, you don't like David Goggins? I don't know him, but neither do I. I don't know him at all, but neither do I. No, this motherfucker saying, look, dude, like it or not, this is my fucking opinion. Right. And that's what it is. Which very few men do ever, yeah. ever do they have their own opinion. Like you teed up fucking Dan Crenshaw. 
Dan Crenshaw could have said what we're about to talk about. He could have said, no, man, I think this motherfucker shit's pretty legit. But no, he bit off on what you were doing. He said, hey, man, no, I can see there's something there that's not really good. So I'm going to say exactly what I think you want me to say. Uh-huh. But he's a politician, though. Yeah. Dan Crenshaw's a politician, he dude. He's a... Uh, he wants to have... Young global leader, no less. Yeah. Too. Yeah. But so, I mean, yeah. I'm... I'm well, find out, bro. Nothing's came out. We don't know what he was brought in there for. With Tate? Yeah. No. I, um, he has, And from what I know, I, he's been pretty quiet. Yes, he's talking about push-ups, but what the court was about, he's not talking about it. Yeah. So he may be acting like he's a big man. Maybe he'll talk about it. But yeah, he hasn't. I don't think he's done any interviews. He hasn't, and I, I guarantee any. you, if he knows better, he's going to keep his mouth shut. Too. I mean, I don't know. I may be wrong. Maybe in a couple, in a couple months he'll say what happened. But is it going to be him or the programming that they did to him? Maybe they let him come out and go, hey, we're going to let you kind of do this. But you know what you got to say. You stood up to, you know, they know, they know this, 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 I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Because, I mean. I don't, I don't really follow Andrew Tate. I do, you know, we followed him this summer when he, uh, you brought him to the show too. Yeah. That, uh, you know, we were, and we still are in this, mindset of being able to speak your mind you know having the the courage to speak your mind even if you don't necessarily know everything you know i mean nobody knows everything but we're stuck in this weird little paradox where unless you're an an expert or professional you're not supposed to say anything that's kind of how how the culture's pushed us into this uh and that's why podcasts are so great is you know basically anybody can uh but I agree with you. know, become what, an expert at something. But I believe what this David Coggins is saying, dude. I mean, I bow down to no man, but at the same time, I'm not going to talk smack about someone I don't know. Like, the only thing about, I have nothing really, I might have said something about the Bible, which I know that he's a Quran believer and all that, but I don't know any, we don't know what anything is happening. Before he went incarcerated, he was, no, I didn't even know he was on the lamb. And then some girl called, remember, from his party. They caught him because of a pizza box. They knew his location. And then he went into jail, supposedly because he's pimping girls or whatever, yeah. sex trafficking. That that then all other stuff came out. That all then, started when he, him and Greta were talking shit back and forth. Greta oh, Thunberg, dude, you remember that? Good, he had some good about his Bugatti. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is, uh, does he have it's, things to say? We all know we like what he's got. It's like David Goggins. He's got some good stuff to say, but you got to be able to take away that he curses every time he says. I actually have never seen an interview with this guy. I see his videos all the time. This David Goggins guy. He's like a workout guy. But anyway, uh, so uh, in some more good news, the Shaman uh, from January 6th has been released. Yeah. He's out. Um, You see that a lot of people who have been, what I'm scared of, not scared of, what I'm being, uh, what I'm, my spider senses now that a lot of these people or a couple of the people that have been released are right away seeking political positions. There's a couple of guys running. One guy got released and turned around and now has a campaign. Hmm. Okay, I'll bring up his name. I got to look him up, but yeah. So I don't know. All right. I'm going to move on. Oh boy, here we go guys. 
Get get your uh, Bitcoin when you can't while you can. States dollar under threat. Well, the U.S. dollar became the backbone of the global economy after World War II because of America's robust economy, its democracy, and its transparent regulatory systems, which made the nation seem like a safe place for international investors. But now the BRICS nations, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, have announced plans to develop a new currency. Their goal is to reduce reliance on the U.S. dollar and other Western currencies as well and protect themselves from international pressure. In fact, Brazil Brazil and China have already struck a deal to bypass the dollar when paying for trade goods, which is a major milestone in Beijing's long-term plans to establish its own currency, the, the yuan, as the dominant international currency. I think I think there's going to be a war among them because now you're going to ask, you're going to say that Russia is <laughs> going to play second fiddle to China, and you're telling. No, so boy, they, do they have a special deal? China are you and a Russia? neocon? I'm are you, just asking are you a the question: neocon over Is here? there going to be a battle between Russia and, and and China? Because what if Russia goes, "No, we want the ruble to be the cheap currency," and China goes, "No, no, no, we want our currency to be the cheap currency." I don't really think they care what I it is. They, uh, I think uh, as long as it's not the dollar, where they can get sanctioned and threatened. If they if they get America, day. if they get the United States dollar out. And then finally, it's their currency. Eventually, those two will come to battle because it's going to be China calling all the shots. Because if they come, they're going to be just the next. That's what China wants to be—the next America, so that they control the shots because it'll be their money. You're tapping over there, buddy. Sorry about that. It's okay. Uh, you're not as bad as John C. Dvorak bumping his mic all the time. At least <laughs> I'm going to open a, a Waterloo can of. Seltzer water right now. Uh, I think he drinks really, but he talks about seltzer water. So I've kind of figured out, I think, how they're going to uh, do all this okay. uh, because they got to wrangle everybody together, right? They got to get all these uh, different countries and different uh, cultures. But the one thing they have in common is they don't just dis- they don't trust the Americans as far as they can throw them on all these countries. Uh, Putin went to Africa this, I think it was like last month or last week even, maybe. But he's going through every one of the countries that owe him money in Africa and telling him, you don't owe us anything anymore. Your debt's, you're debt free now. And in my opinion, the only, this is, uh, you know, I got a, this is the new Africa channel on YouTube, but they talk about that. But the only reason you do that, in my opinion, would be to go, well, we're going to erase your debt that you owe us, but you're now part of our trading block. You're part of our trading uh, conglomerate. And part of that means that you will trade in whatever, you know, they've, like you said, whatever they deem is the BRICS uh, currency, that's what they'll tell these people. Hey, you need to trade in this first. You know, if you need to get something in dollars, obviously you can. But, uh, and what it's going to be, just like anything, it's going to be a, like a basket of stuff. So it'll be the the Chinese currency, it'll be the Russian currency, it'll be the India's currency, it'll be Brazil's currency. And they'll all have like a little percentage, like a basket percentage. But it'll be a CBDC, a digital currency, but it'll be a basket style. So it's like... Yeah, you know, wherever their their individual currencies are I at will be. 
I understand exactly what you're saying. No, that that's that's the most logical. Well, China has been going around the world building my, many of these African nations, these mm-hmm. South Americans, mm-hmm. their infrastructures. They've been building new ports and new airports for them, roads, and, yep. and those things like that. Yep. My issue still is going to come back is that we're humans. And the human is naturally wants to be obedient over the other. And we have, we have a, we Russians, for example, have a history that they don't like black people. Like we don't go, you don't see a lot of black Russians. Chinese don't like a lot of black people. Remember, we heard about Disney taking characters off black people off their, their commercials for their movies. So what exactly is happening? You got two nations that don't deal with them, don't like dealing with them. What do you mean, don't like dealing with them? Bro, they won't allow them to intermarry with... Yeah, that you're talking about the culture of the country, dude. Yes. China doesn't... Bro, China can't just be handing all this stuff out and actually anything in return. You think Russia's going to play second fiddle to China? Yeah, you're. You seem to be very like on this hierarchy thing. They don't care. They just okay. want to do business, dude. Okay. What do okay, you? That's what you think. What do you mean? Whose currency do they want to make this trading in? <laughs> Who's the number one manufacturer in the world? Do you think they want to do business with the rest of the world, or and do you why? think they want to like go? You know what? If you don't take the y- the yen, then you're not doing business. They're not going to do that. They want to that's do business. What they're doing dude. right now. They're setting it up so they don't have to use dollars right yes. now. Yes. <laughs> That's way different, dude. Way different. The dollar is so they're, they're, like so the, so got the warships be, behind so it. The, the yen is going to be the new petrodollar. So how long did it take the United States to get a big head the way we have it now? What, 40 years? I don't think it's going to be. I think the petrodollar will stay We're what done. it is. We're done. But there will be a multipolar like a multi-international uh, currency. So it won't be just the dollar that you can use. You know, you'd be able to use whatever this, and it's got to be a CBDC. It's the only way that they can, uh, well, they can do this. Well, good luck to them all, man. To me, it, it, it just, there's more reeking here. And um, I don't know. I, I None of this makes any sense. Yeah, I mean, you look at every one of those cultures you talked about, you know, and I, I tend to agree with the the racial type of stuff, but, you know, they just want product. They just want, you know, stuff. You know what I mean? They don't they don't really Who care does? uh China and Russia. They, no. You know, all these all these people, I you know, Iran, they they want they need stuff. Well, see, that's what you know? okay. But then, but that's how and they're winning them over. The right? U.S. is the sanctioning US, them. Okay, <laughs> so the U.S. has been basically making the world never gone into any of these countries. None of their programs have ever worked because usually the money, the, when the U.S. gives the money to these countries, it goes to the bureaucrats. Mm-hmm. You know, just like those pallets of money they got in Afghanistan, and no one knows where it went to. Mm-hmm. It they goes still have them to the bureaucrats, right? Yeah. So now. They're showing these, them off the other day. So they still have these them. guys, like in Africa, those bureaucrats are now going to get paid in some other money, right? It's just bureaucrats. So if 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 China's going in there and building things, and the people see things being built, do you think that's how China's winning these people over? 
Because every time the U.S. gives money to an African country, it just goes to bureaucrats and nothing gets fixed. But now here comes China. They got ports. They got cities. They got roads. They got hospitals built by them. You think that's how they're winning over the continent or the people? I th- I'm not really sure. Uh, I think I had a clip here, and now I can't find it, darn it. But it was basically an African uh, president talking to Macron, Macron, the Fran- French, yeah, president. French president. And this dude's basically telling the French president, we're tired of you guys coming down here and acting like you're smarter than us and telling us what to do and acting like you guys aren't ever wrong. We're tired of this. You guys need to respect us. And what he was uh, kind of referencing was the uh, the LBGTQ yeah. stuff. Oh, like yeah. The, the, a lot oh, of the African yeah. countries ain't down for Bro, all that. Not even that. Hungry. Can you see funny. what Hungry voted for? Yeah, try and talk about that in yeah. Hungary. Oh, but I think, I think to get to what you're saying is people are tired of the U.S., you know, you get to use the dollar and, and get all that trade action, but then you have to, you're just submissive and it's only a matter of time before what you know, you're going to get screwed over. But how is it and that they've you, seen it over and over again. How is it a, an economic program for the United States to spread transgenderism, homosexuality, all this stuff? And you're right. We've heard El Salvador. We've heard all these mm. countries that are tired of this and are finally speaking out. We don't, we don't understand how is it that you guys are allowing this in your countries. These countries are supposed to be poorer than us and supposedly not enlightened. They don't want it in their country. I mean, if, if you were an African, you see the way our country is dealing, what we had this summer of love and all this, would you want this in your country? They got their own problems, and you're going to bring more of your problems mm-hmm. onto us. Yeah, and it's it's uh, it goes down the line. It's uh, environmental Everything. stuff, you know. So like it's it's polit- uh, politics. They tell them how to run their country. Like it's just down the line of uh, how the, how the and it's not just the U.S. It's the Western countries that go around with this you know then, superiority but, but issue. Who, who locks the people in in those African countries? Are the bureaucrats that accept those loans? And when they when the ramifications of those loans come, you know they got to be paid. Those politicians, those bureaucrats, they're gone with the money, yeah. and they leave all the people to deal with all the the whatever they whatever deal was cracked between them. Those politicians are gone, but France is still going to go and implement. Oh, sorry, you signed this contract. Let me give this vaccine to all your little kids. Oh, they died. Oh, I guess we're not going to give it to our French people now. Uh, let's see. I think we're getting, getting close to wrap it up. I have some, uh, rapid fire headlines. If you want to go through them, I'm going to be quiet and let Hollywood do this. Let's rock. Okay. Um, well, I guess this isn't a headline, but this is a, did you hear this? Start off with this. Oh my gosh. Okay. Maybe I don't even want to do it because it's frightening. Do it. Um, but uh, this is one of, I think, the second most famous trans dude on TikTok. But um, do you, do you think that, this is really creepy, man. Do you think that, the, as we know about TikTok, do you think the algorithm for these people are being screwed with just like it was for you or for Twitter? And I think these bots that we know about are upping these people's numbers because I just cannot believe, honestly, why would this person be popular? What is the fascination with that this would be popular? Who would sit there and go, yeah, I'm going to listen to life 
advice from a person who is confused? No, I think it's just unique, uh, odd angles. And as we've seen from that scary graph where it's like, I think 30% of kids under 30 identify as either LBGTQ or trans. 30% of the 30 and unders. Most of these transgenders, <laughs> when you ask them, so, what is it? what is exactly that made you feel that you're going to translate into a woman? They'll usually never tell you what it was, what made them think. Because, see, to they'll always talk about how their circle of people... Rapid fire, buddy. ...justifies them. Uh-huh. Their circle of people tell them that you are a woman. But, uh-huh. yeah. like Bill, Bill Walsh said, no one calls you and I and says, I don't call you, you Hollywood, and go, hey, Hollywood, you are a man, Hollywood. You really are a man, Hollywood. And 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 right, girls, isn't Hollywood a man? Yeah, yeah. See, there's no way Hollywood could be a girl because Hollywood's a man. I don't need you to come and confirm with me that I'm a man. But these people need us to confirm them. Well, yeah, it's it gets even worse because this guy. I don't even want to play it now because now I'm mad about it. But he basically just says uh, that you will respect us. You will respect us. He's like says it over and over again, kind of like with a, a violent kind of tint to it. And uh, well, again, I don't respect no, anybody. But again, people earn respect in my in my uh, book over here. You don't just get respect. But why is he? That's speaking not how like this works. This? But why is he speaking like that? Because this guy's a man. No woman would talk to us like that because yeah. they know we'll mop the floor with them. But this is another man who his testosterone is going. And again. These people can never tell you what exactly was it that made them convinced that they were women. They can't. Anyways, <laughs> play it. Uh, let's see. Uh, did you hear that? Um, what was that? College swimmer? Did you hear that? The lady? The, the, she was the given champ? like a testimony about. Um, yeah, I heard it. You heard that? The blonde lady? Yeah. Now I can't find the actual right clip. But she's talking about the... She's right uh, there. Right there to, on your... You can see a little yeah, clip, clip that, there. That's not the one I was wanting, but... Uh, but she basically uh, talks about that there. that Leah Thomas swimmer guy. You're going to... I don't see it, though. Like, she's on a podium. Um, yeah, you passed it up. Uh, Isn't she right there talking with the microphone in her hand? Back up here? Right there. Right no, there. she's like on a podium giving like a testimony almost. That's right like there. A, Look at Huh? Right there. There you go. Yeah, nice. Let's see if I can pull this one up. But yeah, she kind of brings up how, you know, women uh, women better start speaking up. Actually, she doesn't even talk about that at all. <laughs> she talks about how it's unfair and all this stuff. But what she needs to speak up about is how women need to start talking about this and not being shy about it. Female swimmers to share a locker room with Thomas, a 6'4", 22-year-old male who was fully intact with male genitalia. Let me be clear. We were not forewarned. We were not asked for our consent. We did not give our consent. Oh, here we go. Hi. Uh, My name is Riley Gaines. I'm a recent graduate from the University of Kentucky where I was on the women's swim team. 
I proudly finished my career as a 12-time NCAA All-American, a five-time SEC champion. Um, I have been this? one of the fastest Not 200 butterflyers okay. of, of all time. Let me know if it gets boring. Um, but on March 17th of last year, my teammates and I were, and other female swimmers from universities around the country were forced to compete against a biological male named Leah Thomas. Um, Thomas was allowed to compete in the women's division after competing as a member of the University of Pennsylvania's men's swim team for three years. We watched on the side of the pool as Thomas won a national title in the 500-yard freestyle, beating out the most impressive and accomplished female athletes in the country, including Olympians. The thing that uh, a lot of – sorry, guys, cut this off, but I got to keep moving. The thing that, that she does not address ever is that women need to start standing up against this trans thing because guys, you know, people are going to shout us down when we say anything. So, so you know – where are the feminists? We need feminists back. They won't you know? because then, <laughs> to, like, then, protect the women. Because they won't because then they will be suspended from competing. And yeah. remember, like that one that yeah. one um, t- test or school experience, that teacher, that person was speaking to us, we played her, about the teacher taking the fish out of the... Yeah. Uh, it's that because mm-hmm. all these people have worked so hard to be where they're mm-hmm. at. They've trained, they follow what they're being told and they don't know how to vary from it because exactly for her after she's done with her college career where else does she go with her swimming career imagine this lady her whole life she, that's all they know but that's their bubble yep uh i once had um i once had someone tell me a story that uh they knew a guy that was, uh, you know, gay or whatever, and he felt uncomfortable going in the boys' bathroom because he knew, you know, everybody knew he was gay or everybody knew, thought he was gay, and he felt uncomfortable going in the girls' or in the boys' bathroom. And this guy was telling me that it was actually a good thing that he was allowed to go into the women's bathroom because then he wouldn't get harassed by all the boys. And like later, I'm thinking about it, and I'm thinking the same thing this chick's thinking. It's like, well, what about all the ladies that this this trans person's going into the ladies' bathroom now? I guess I shouldn't say trans. This gay person's going into the ladies' bathroom now. How's that make all the ladies feel when they go in the bathroom? You know, so so we got one guy that doesn't feel bad anymore, and now we got all the ladies that feel well. Let's say most the ladies that feel awkward. It, Who are we like, helping here? It's like these people, like the people, the parents of these LBTQ people, they're sending our, their kids out to us, and we have to deal with them. We have to accept them. You know, but like you said, they don't want to accept ours, but we have to, we have to, I just, again, we have to confirm them. That's the whole. That's the whole point. That we, yeah. we, our, our actions have to confirm mm-hmm. them, and that they'll, they'll go out to such a, a, a extent where a woman cannot feel now safe for this, and they made this person to say, "Your this one person's feeling is surpasses the twenty other people's feelings." That's where we become this whole super narcissist society. That this will. I've got to have something to have myself that I'm better than you. 
you know, this person right here wants to be gay or transgender, and you guys, it, like, do you understand what I mean? Like, I do. Why is it our job to make them feel comfortable in their skin? No one tells, dude, have you guys ever been around guys? You know how long it takes for a guy to feel comfortable in our own skins, dude? Some guys, it, 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 I don't understand. Do you know why? Mm. Evil wants us to give the thumbs up. Yes. It's looking right at us in the eye, look right at our eyes and saying, you know, like, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to give me the thumbs up or thumbs down here? And they're not going to stop because oh, it no. just gets more perverted. No. And, and we've seen now that they're letting. Let's keep rolling. <sighs> keep rolling. Yeah, another one. I got another one. This is why I only watch. I only talk about the news once a week, guys, because I can't deal with this every day. Yeah, how's that voice doing over there, buddy? Look at this. Look at how stressed out I am. <sighs> Sounds rough. This, this whole world. Zero Hedge, a uh, man charged over numerous swatting calls, accused of blackmailing victims and demanding underage nude pictures. <laughs> so this guy had called in. So they're weaponizing the police for their own. Yeah, this is what I'm talking about. And he's calling in to look at all these. These are all individual incidences. This is what I'm talking about, dude. And these there's like these ten people, kids. The society have to deal with them because the parents don't want to deal with these kids. Keep moving. Yep, ten ten different times this guy <laughs> called in. Churches, police stations. Is is he being brought up with charges? Yes. Is, is he being brought up? Yes. Uh, says quite a few here. What does it say? So imagine all these raids over one person calling, and he's allowed to cause all this chaos. Wow. Uh, Los Angeles Airport, he called in a bunch of times. So this is kind of a thing that happens, and, you know, I don't want to blame it specifically on uh, kind of liberal Antifa types, but this is right up their alley, uh, what they would do is if you tried to push back at all or say you were counter-protesting something, they would find who you were and call your employer and say, you know, this guy's doing this and this guy's doing that. And they would literally try to get you, uh, what do they call that? They call that something. But they get try to get you fired, you know, and it's... Uh, blackmail you? It's black. It is black form of blackmail, but it's it called it's called something. Now I'm drawing a blank on it. But uh, that guy's like, at oh, extortion. In jail. It is extortion, uh, but it's called something else. It's like a new word. But yeah, so he's busted. Hopefully, that's I uh, that dictionary. I have to give the FBI credit on this one because it sounds like the FBI was actually the ones yeah, that took yeah, this guy yeah, down. Yeah, so thank you, FBI. I, I got to give the thank yous when I can here. Uh, see, this one's awesome. I'm just going to talk about it because I don't know how good of a, I don't have the video queued up perfect, but uh, the uh, Iowa Hawkeyes uh, women's team and the, uh, who did, who were they playing? Dang it. That Christian school? <laughs> no, they were playing another big school. But anyway, they lost the uh, Iowa Hawkeyes. And uh, so Jill Biden, of all people, took it upon herself to, uh, Invite not only the winning team to the White House, but she was going to invite the losing team to the White House, which is like an unheard of 
uh, <laughs> thing. Not what you do. And uh, the the best part of it is is it completely backfired on them. And uh, the winning team said that if the losing team's going, we're not going. And the losing team uh, said we don't want to go. And so she basically screwed her. She you know just an idiot. You know, so like say it again. So she invited the winning and yeah, losing yeah, but team. The winning team said if the losing team shows up, we're not. Gonna yeah, show they, up. they don't want to show up. And the it's, winning team said, I mean, the losing team said, we don't want to show we up. We don't want to show up anyway. Yeah, they should have the, this yeah, is their moment, dumb. you know. And, you don't uh, want second best. Dude, but you this want to is, beat them. This is the mentality of our White House where everybody needs to be a winner. You know, every nobody needs to feel bad. Let's all like, this is their, and you can see it all the way across. This is why they're inviting It's called, people this is to the White House. our police department do not enforce the laws that are on the books. This is why DAs are not implying any of the laws is called perception. They don't want, it's the perception. They don't care about the facts. It's the perception. So if they don't seem like, because in their world, no, see, there can't be no losers. It is, they don't care. They think that they're being kind by doing this. Mm-hmm. That's what they think. That's how out of touch they are. Yeah. No, well, they don't they're understand. Making up, they, they competitiveness, think up for you know? whatever sins they've got, they think that this is going to make up for their sins. No. That's what they, no. I think. You know what it is? It's because they've never in their lives experienced competitiveness, ever. If, they've had everything handed to them. They've had everything paid for them. Well, There's no competition in their life. There's no, if, like, winner or loser. A, They're always if, winners. That's and why. And if you've always received like that, you believe that you are one up on everybody that you that's why you have a, these political people who have never worked but yet are going to tell us how to run our homes mm-hmm. they're going to tell us how to run our businesses how to do anything when they themselves again you have bernie sanders you have uh our current president who that's all they've Brandon. ever done that's all for last their whole career has been in politics they've never yeah, done never anything Okay. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. I agree. You know, so I'm, you know, and, and we're moving. We're moving along. Yeah. A 64-year-old Joanne Segovia made her first court appearance oh. since being charged. <laughs> Segovia turned herself in Friday morning hours before the court appearance. Woo. According to this criminal complaint, federal investigators say Segovia, the Police Officers Association's executive director, was charged with attempting to import illegal synthetic opioid drugs from overseas, specifically a form of fentanyl. Federal prosecutors say it was part of a scheme to distribute them in the U.S. According to this criminal complaint, Homeland Security agents were first led to Segovia off. through an investigation <laughs> no shit, that huh? into a network they Someone didn't get their cut or something, huh? Made in India. Investigators say she used her personal and office computers to order the drugs and agreed to distribute them elsewhere in the U.S. This is looking like a female version of Breaking Bad when you look at someone who is the least likely of suspects. The Police Officers Association telling us Thursday that they I had heard, no... Nor- I heard in, wait, wait, uh-huh. in the beginning that all she was was like a den mother. I didn't even hear that she held a position. Oh, there. man. Everything yeah. I read it, they, they wanted to call her like, if you go on Twitter, this is why I'm telling you, Twitter says in their articles, oh, that she was like a den mom. You're going, what the? It didn't make any sense to me. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, a den mom? The den. You know, Being an, an administrator, that makes a lot more sense. I hate to be so cynical about stuff, but, you know, when you see the epidemic that we have of fentanyl here in America, I mean, it's just wrecking our streets and our homeless population. I mean, it's really, really bad in some of those big cities like 
like looks like hell. But, but uh, you wonder, I always wonder, how is this happening? How is this allowed to happen? And then when you see this type of article, it makes you kind of go, huh, I wonder, you know, we want to blame China and blame Mexico for sending all these pills, fentanyl pills to us. But how are they getting like distributed around freely without any interruptions from the law? You know, like, come on. Do you think Pfizer looks at all those homeless guys or people out there that are all dead as success going, look, look, see, are they killing you? Are they destroying you? Are they suiciding themselves? No, look, they're docile. They're just there. Remember Redland? Remember Redland, bro? Remember yeah. this? Is, okay. Redland. 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 Remember? Redland. Yeah, we're going to calm <laughs> them down. You know, look at, look, this is a, a hyper person. Just give them some of our drugs and he'll just, they'll just calm down. Look at, and you see them all over San Francisco. They're all passed out. So I think hey, Pfizer. No, wow, man. I think Pfizer looks and they go, success. Look, look, everybody passed out. You're controlling these people. You know, just give them food and pick up their shit and. Yeah, they'll be all right. Look, I don't know. What do you think? Nation. I, th- I agree. <laughs> I think it's uh, it's time to say goodnight. Well, let's, let's leave, them, leave them wanting more. The one thing you guys know, if you listen to this show and to anybody who's found us again, <laughs> that um, we are believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. We believe that he died and on the third day he resurrected. We believe that. Oh, yeah, good Friday tomorrow. And that um, he is the resurrection. Okay? Understand what that means. So that we can be partakers of the bread and the blood. All right? Read in the scriptures of Matthew and you'll find out. But this show, guys, is successful for one thing and one thing only. Is that Hollywood and I, OG Mutt Dog, ask you to please sincerely pray for us, guys. Okay, we're gonna you can all find us back on all your favorite radio stations soon, but please, please pray for us, and Hollywood and I will definitely pray for you. Okay, please do that for me. And um, again, I am OG Mutt Dog. You can find me on Twitter. Just look for me, OG Mutt Dog. At you can find OG Mutt Dog at Good Time Culture Podcast or at OG Mutt Dog. Okay, and uh, well, once again. Thank you guys for whoever, as Hollywood said, hung out, hung till the end. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll see you next Wednesday, God willing. All right. Bye. Yeah, guys, if you want to send any uh, throat lozengers to Mud Dog over here, you can. I'm a uh, soldier. Uh, <laughs> did you give out the email? I got to give out the email. Oh, boy. Maybe not. The email is on the description page. You can uh, find it over there. Uh, as at as uh, OG Mud Dog said over there, our RSS feed is all messed up, but I am in the process of figuring out how to get that right. And we are going to definitely go full steam ahead into uh, podcasting 2.0 and try to get a more of an independent uh, pirate ship here instead of one that's uh, being controlled by Spotify. Well, but. Uh, but we do appreciate you guys making it all the way to the end of the show. Um, this is a honor and a privilege. Uh, we love this and uh, we love you guys. So make sure you uh, have a good week. And if you want to tell someone about the show, leave a 
review somewhere that's cool. And, um, yeah, uh, there is an email on there to get back to us. Um, we'd love to have people on the show. So if you ever want to call in for 10 minutes or five minutes or whatever, just do an email and we'll, uh, we'll get it set up. So until next week, uh, we'll be praising God and exposing evil. Enjoy your week, everybody.